Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast. We're up to volume 12, issue 595. And today we're going to attempt to talk about FIFA, not the organisation, but the series, <laughs> maybe a little bit. Controversial that would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, indeed, yes. Uh, a series of football video games running from 1993 to 2022. And... Possibly again in the future, but who knows? Anyway, joining me, Leon Cox, for this issue, we've got Chris Worthington. Hello. And Tony Atkin. Hello. Two of the uh, the more footy-centric members of the Cana Rinse team. <laughs> Carl was again supposed to join us, but uh, after missing a previous show with COVID, he's now got work <laughs> duties. We had to shovel this run around. So, But the three of us, hopefully, we've played... A few hours of FIFA between us in our lives. A few lives. thousand hours. Right? Yes. A few, a few <laughs> hours. Yeah, so we're going to go back to the beginning. We're going to take a whistle-stop tour of the individual titles. Some of them possibly won't get mentioned at all. Obviously, there will be mention of rivals and alternatives as well. And, well, we'll also hear from the community as well, of course. We've got some good memories and uh, nostalgic look-backs at the series. The developer originally was known as Extended Play Productions from 93 to 97, but essentially that is the same team. It, it metamorphosized, metamorphosed into EA Canada or EA Vancouver, yeah. who made the game from 1997 to 2022 and are now making the replacement game uh, with a support from the big studio in EA Romania from 2016 to 2022. There's a brilliant article on the time, on the wonderful timeextension.com website about mm. the history of the original FIFA. And it's got yeah. a picture. Have you seen the picture of the original FIFA team? Mm. They, they are the most unlikely <laughs> group <laughs> of football game developers I think you would ever imagine you could I see. I remember there being a certain amount of, uh, of scepticism and perhaps snobbery around the fact that it was this Canadian team. I mean, yeah. soccer is bigger in or was bigger probably then in Canada than it was in the USA. But there was this sort of hmm, American Canadian football game. Is this going to be is this going to capture the... The, the atmosphere and the magic of, of the sport that I love. Obviously, we'd, we'd all play loads of Japanese arcade games, but they tended to be very kind of hyper-real yeah. and almost cartoonish. So there was that, but sort of this segues into our histories, which will basically come in and out as we go through the series. But mm. I was hugely excited for this, mainly because the EA Sports Mega Drive games had been awesome up yeah, to this point. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and, and, yeah. and Madden Madden, well. yeah. Exactly. So this was like, oh, my God, EA Sports are smashing out the park on the Mega Drive. And then now they're making a football or a soccer game. So, of course, I was all in. And the early screenshots looked impressive. Yeah, it, they did. it had this new or not. Maybe, I'm not sure it was the very first, but it certainly was the first I remember to adopt a, quite an impressive looking 16 bit isometric view. Yeah. And um, it sort of opened up possibilities in terms of what you could see on the pitch that top-down and side-on games perhaps didn't. Yeah, you know, just talking about that isometric view. So I was racking my brains trying to think of one before this. The only one I could think of, did, did Manchester United in Europe have an isometric option? 
Hmm. I don't know. I think it was sprite based, so probably not. I think it was just two D side on, as if I recall correctly. Mm. Yeah. I couldn't think of um, another one. I think to your your points as well. I think it was that visual presentation of that first game that that drew me into it because you know mm. I'd been playing a ton of Sensible Soccer and alike mm. for, yeah, yeah, for years before that, and you know just and I guess that we always say simulation of football, but it was that kind of like arcade experience of you know it's just this is what we're we able to do within these uh, the limits of what these uh, devices. I, mean, I was about to say consoles, but Sensible Soccer wasn't, but um. Yeah, so I think it was that isometric view that just suddenly made it look more like a football game. Mm. And it's funny when you go back now. I've watched a few videos over the last few weeks of just like, you know, the evolution of the series just to see how graphical things change. And yeah, to mm. to go back there, it's it's I, I don't it's odd to to watch it how it's far it's it's come, but obviously mm. back then it, it was really impressive. And well, the irony is was though that people would say, Oh, it's like T V, but actually it was yeah. less like T V than Sidon ones because mm. the camera doesn't Sit. No. I mean, apart from certain no. shots, the main camera was on the halfway line and always yeah. has been. But it, of course, that does mean that it opens up the goal as you pan, yeah. which old arcade games didn't necessarily do. But I think even side-on games have gone out of vogue by this point because side-on games were mainly, you know, for my recollection, were more of an 80s thing, weren't they? With international soccer and Emlyn Hughes and mm. uh, Match Day, of course, as well. Whereas in, in in the 90s, it felt like we'd gone more... Kickoff was the... You know, was, yeah, was because Kickoff and Sensible had done so well. Yeah, yeah, was so it felt like all of the games that aped those were going for that that um, the vertical scrolling football. So it was yeah. it was definitely different. There was also, I mean, there was so, th- this was one of the things I wanted to say without kind of going off down <laughs> memory lane. There were so many alternatives mm-hmm. since before, during, and after FIFA. There are more mm-hmm. soccer franchises than you can possibly even list or or name obviously it's now as as development costs have gone the way they have we're now down to basically one game which yeah. is EAFC um, um an, uh, a game as a service from Konami that has come out of Pro Evo and a few little indie games and a yeah. few sort of arcade aping soccer games but during the time of FIFA from pretty much from you know before it started franchises were already up and running all the way through the, particularly the PS1 and PS2 eras, there were dozens of different games. And I used to play most of them because I was always looking for the kind of the, the ultimate experience. And they all offered a little bit of something that the other one didn't offer. Um, And for many years, FIFA was far from top of my list in terms of gameplay. Yeah. Um, It was, it was cool because it had presentation. And after a couple of versions, they had some uh, licenses and player names and things like that. But, um, the gameplay was, I was, yeah, I was pretty disappointed in FIFA on the Mega Drive from as soon as I got it, really. Like I enjoyed <laughs> it because it was cool and new and it looked good. And it, you know, it, it wasn't, I didn't find it awful to play, but it was so far short of what I'd in, been enjoying on the Amiga and stuff in terms of like, you know, tactical. Yeah. Um, complexity and mm. and gameplay depth it was it was a very very simple kind of game and you could win basically by hammering one yeah, button the halfway and, line. And, yeah exactly yeah. and it was it was it was a bit of a you know it was kind of broken and it basically for me it was just nowhere near as good as the <laughs> ea hockey <laughs> games which i loved yeah um so yeah obviously published by ea we've already mentioned it was released initially on 15th of december 1993 so uh, the free version of this podcast will release around about the 30th anniversary of that and the final 
FIFA release, at least for now. And of this lineage, this DNA was 30th of September 2022. Sales wise, the series has sold over 350 million copies across more formats than we can possibly remember from Mega Drive through its initial conversions on SNES and Amiga. And there was a Game Boy version and it's obviously it's gone through. Yeah, any any console pretty much that's come out PSP, in the last I remember that being thirty good. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every basically every format and some that you'd probably forgotten. I suspect there was an N-Gage version. Of <laughs> well, you know, it's that kind of a game. Uh, we, as I say, we've got some great correspondence from our forum and Patreon, starting with Alex seventy nine, who says, "I've been playing FIFA since the first FIFA International Soccer was first released on the Mega Drive back in ninety three. I'm sure the magazines were referring to it as EA Soccer before release. Absolutely right. And when it came out, I thought it looked incredible. And the isometric view was a real novelty too. My brother and I spent many years playing the early FIFA games. We once tried an experiment on the first FIFA. You could win a match. Could you win a match blindfold by just hammering forwards and the shoot button? Yes. (laughs) One of us bought FIFA yearly all the way through the terrible early 3D efforts up to the mid 2000s when it stopped being an annual purchase for me and I'd get the odd one here and there. I'd had a few years off from the series when I downloaded FIFA 21 last year on Game Pass or EA Play, uh, when I was absolutely blown away by how real it looked. I don't really have any funny or interesting stories other than to just say it's a series that's been, along with the likes of Mario, pretty much a constant Mm. in my gaming life for the best part of 30 years. Yeah, so there there, there was a period where it wasn't a constant in my life. I, I guess it was 2000 and... One, really, um, mm. when I didn't, uh, I didn't actually. No, there were there were two eras: ninety six, ninety seven era. Um, I, I I skipped it altogether. Then there was Road to the World Cup ninety eight was better received. Yeah. Then I ended up getting the next couple because my friends at work were playing it. But I said, look, you really want to be playing this ISS game, mm. and I converted them all evangelist style. We'll we'll do that podcast someday. And for the next how many years, and uh, I guess until 2006 when Pro Evo PES 6 came out, yeah, and um, we carried that over on from the PS2 onto the onto the Xbox 360, and then uh, and it was only once FIFA 08 landed that um, and PES PES 2008 and FIFA 08 kind of came around the same time, and um, and yeah, that was a period where mm. FIFA kind of took top spot for a while again. Mm. Yeah, what else do we want to say about the obviously the changes in in visual presentation that have happened over thirty years? <laughs> like, well, obviously Fast. graphics have got better, but yes, looking back, um, the 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 thing that kind of strikes me looking back at the individual versions, obviously I haven't been back and played every one, is that the PS one era games have for me aged yeah, the have. worst as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, FIFA's uh, sort of ninety. 96- six to 2001 are the ones that i would as much as i had fondness for road to the world cup 98 and even the world cup 98 game itself those are ones i would not really enjoy going back to even stuff like the frame rate like basically from from once they got the game onto the ps2 generation they got it up to 60 fps and the game's pretty much been six a 60 fps game ever since but back on the ps1 like the ball kind of jerks around it all feels very uneven and and I remember that at the time as well, comparing it to the rivals. Um, but yeah, obviously, what can we say? Player likenesses have gone from two two dots, two pixel dots for eyes up to 
fully mapped and modelled faces with skin and texture and, <laughs> you know, subservice. Yeah, yeah. Like the, my memories of the visuals going back right to the very start has always been that the FIFA series has always been, you know, a, a real technical showcase for whatever mm. machine they were going to be playing on. Yeah, you know, we look back at those PS1 visuals now and I've been back and I've played some of those games and mm. and, and gameplay and visual wise, I think they've aged Triangle really faces. <laughs> but at the, at the time, I oh, mean, yeah. can you remember firing up Road to the World Cup for the first time on the PS1? It looked incredible. Amazing! Like it was. I remember going around to a mate's house and playing it for the first time, and just being like, "Oh my god!" Like five years ago, I was playing sensible <laughs> soccer, and now mm. look at it. Yeah, that jump was massive. And now, what would you rather play? Well, I'd rather <laughs> play sensible soccer. But there we go. We get that's a, that's yeah, a yeah. different point. But I think yeah. I remember the FIFA characters often um, kind of coming up short for me compared to the what the Japanese teams were doing, the Konami teams. Even from the like the Super Nintendo ISS games, where they they went out their way with animation and and individual characteristics on players to make them look different, um, in a way that FIFA didn't. It had like teams of entirely uh, identical off off. You know, if if it was a a Northern Hemisphere European team, I think everyone was white in the first game. You know, it's that sort of. I could be wrong about that, but I think that was possibly the case. Um, obviously, it was all fictional players anyway, so they could kind of get away with it. But um, and and for me, I suppose my kind of overriding feeling about the the main era of FIFA uh, was that there was there was always this slightly potato equality <laughs> to <laughs> players' faces. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I I totally agree about the Uncanny Valley to an extent, but also sometimes when you get three well-known players running up to the camera after they've scored mm, a goal, yeah. you're like. Blimey, that yeah. is kind of a, kind of incredible. In a game that isn't narrative driven, this is not The Last of Us. This yeah, is exactly a that. football game where they've got you know literally hundreds or thousands of players in it. Yeah. And I know everyone's not not everyone's modelled to the same degree, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of mad. Yeah, I do think there has been incremental changes over over the last few years, and there's not a lot I think you can necessarily do with that. But they, it's not like. I don't yet they've not gone out their way to try to change some of the aspects of visual style from like be a be a pro or you know where yeah. you you get to play and certainly almost from like a a camera angle that is you know from a player's headspace like and it I always change it to my favorite camera though but this but is yeah. this is what I mean like they I think they they've tried to visually add a bit more kind of variety to what you would just know as that kind of that that FIFA camera angle you've seen over the years but every time they've done it I've always gone like yeah but it's harder to play and then you come you come back out but then I think from a visual presentation yeah. sometimes it loses a bit more of what football is more about just being a gameplay aspect which you're playing the game ultimately right so it is what it is but there's only yeah. so much more you can do to the pitch you know scuff yeah. up the pitch make dirty larger areas where you know players tend to be down I love more. all that stuff yeah, that is cool. like it's still every time yeah. I notice like you know you got to half time and the pitch has got foot marks and, mm. and tackle marks all over it it just it really does add so much for yeah me the kids the just getting gradually dirtier as the especially yeah, like oh, if it's yeah, wet weather so and stuff like yeah. that yeah all the stuff that was simply unachievable you know 30 years ago or even even perhaps 15 years ago um yeah i mean i always one of the first things i always do is is uh tweak the camera to my liking <laughs> which is zoomed out and high as possible um, so I can see as much of the pitch, but there's been a bug which has been retained for about the last five versions, which is that at certain stadia, 
the camera then ends up behind some of the geometry of the stadium, (laughs) um, which which impedes your view. And it's stuff like that where you can understand that there is criticism about laziness or a lack of investment in development. And I think as well as technology slowing down, as Chris was saying, I think there is also there are signs that in the last certainly in the last 10 years that they've trodden water a bit because they they know they're going to rake in the the fut cash mm-hmm. the ultimate team cash regardless of what they do yeah but you can't rest in your laurels i mean but, but also they they're trying to produce a new game every single year which is you know you yeah yeah you, so what's it been 32 games something like that you know quite a, well quite a few games more more than that including if you include yeah, the world the cup and the euro yeah. editions it's near 40 or 50 so yeah that's a lot, a lot of games and they they tend to what every yeah. year a new fifa comes out and yeah I've, i was even as a younger younger kid i remember thinking i bet they've got like so many so many big development ideas in their head and then you've got somebody going yeah that's not for another two years mate you know, yeah that, that can't no no we can't do that you know yeah. that's that's and you'd yeah. have i remember when you when i was really into feet certainly really into fifa in the kind of in the kind of i was what, i was oh eight oh nine oh ten kind of that, that era really playing them religiously for hundreds of hours i i was always um of the mindset of like oh if they could just fix this like this is really obvious mm. but it would take like two in two um iterations of the game to them to finally fix it it's just and it, it yeah. was so frustrating as a player of, of the at that time just going yeah. come on you must be able to do something but it's i guess where this is where the cash cow comes in because like many other games obviously you get like a one or two or a three but this you know every year there's just a new game and it and i i understand the the roster update criticisms people that didn't play the games would level at it <laughs> it's a bit reductive it's, yeah. it's uh if you actually play it every year you realize they they do change a lot although i did get the impression that sometimes they would kind of change elements of the gameplay purely to make them different rather than to actually <laughs> tweak them to be more realistic yeah like oh and you'd always get the review kind of blurb is nearly always the same like and this year they've really focused <laughs> yeah. on passing so yeah. that pace is less of a powerful weapon than it's ever been before and it's like the same literally the same lines you could pick out year after year and i bet even the reviews i've written of fifa games have some of these kind of pitfall cliches in them because there is only so much you can do and so much you can say but um i mean i think if there was one kind of again thinking back to the bad old days of fifa and this was still a problem in in 08 when which was the kind of the start of the return yeah. to form was the stodginess and the lack of responsiveness from from players um, even even though the game was running at a decent frame rate, yeah. it was the actual not being able to cut into the player's animation. And I think the last few versions, with ups and downs, have gone a lot, got a lot better at this to the point that the game is um, perhaps it's never been quite as kind of crispy as as Pro Evo was at its best. But I think it's it's so much closer now, and the ball physics are so much more uh, convincing as well. Yeah, I mean, I think now, now, I mean, by the time we got to to the end of of FIFA, I think the 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 gameplay. I mean, it, it it's easy to poke fun and pick at it because of the annual release and the fact it's just the same as last mm. year. But I mean, as a pure game of football, I think it's I think it plays wonderfully. Yeah, I you agree. Know, I think it just they've almost refined it now. Where you think to yourself. Could a video game adaptation of football play any better than this? <laughs> mm. I mean, I think yes, probably always, but it's the the again a bit like the graphics, like the the differences 
because they, they they've particularly in recent years. I know they've um, whereas they did studio mocap before performance capture. I mean, even going back to David Ginola yeah, in ninety seven, I think they did. Yeah. yeah, but in recent years they've got set up where they can basically send twenty two players out onto yeah. a pitch, give them these tiny little things so they're not covered in dots. Yeah, dots suits or balls. Now, isn't it? Basically play and then machine learning, um, you know, potentially a good use of AI can actually kind of incorporate uh, the movements and the the balance so that and the players look less than ever like they're skating around a pitch and they actually obviously it's always going to be. I think uh, we, we may have talked about this on other football games as well. Obviously, Sensible Soccer barely had any animation, so wasn't an issue. But there is always going to be an issue with trying to represent any sport and the gap between you pressing a button and something happening because they don't want it to look like the players aren't doing anything or they're moving unrealistically fast so if you say i want to pass this ball now you need to have the animation come out yeah for it to look look like something's happening without it being instantaneous yeah i guess this is why i find as um, i love fighting games um but as i get older i find them harder to follow especially as the graphics have got more elaborate because they have to be so snappy and instant and instinctive in terms of their movements that the animations are almost happening kind of yeah too too rapidly um yeah. and, and you want the the developers of a of a sports game are trying to get the happy medium between responsiveness and something that um, actually looks this is something we even want to strive for though is it it's like it it needs to be as authentic and real real as possible i i still just don't I don't know. It's just like I feel. I think like... that's what the real FIFA players want, though, Tony. I mean, my my lad is thirteen and and has been a FIFA diehard for the last four or five years, and all he talks about is how realistic it feels. That's all he wants. He just wants total realism, and he picks holes in it if it's anything happens yeah. that wouldn't yeah. happen. So on a football what, what pitch. is really weird, and I, I know Leon plays with manual controls. If I'm so, you have a no, no, okay. no, no, okay. no, no, no. So, there no. is no. I have. I have. I have experimented with that in the past, and it's it's a good point that you bring up that should be mm, mentioned yeah, because so, so much of FIFA is either automated yeah, or semi-automated. Yeah, so that, but you absolutely have the option to turn yeah, that. Yeah. So off to and, get to my my point there is exactly that, which is in the past, you know, and certainly when it's come to like achievements and stuff, you know, you have to play all manual controls and whatnot to to achieve a certain thing, and it's like a drastically different game. Be- oh, it's because. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, you are kicking the ball where you're kicking it. It's not like, well, I see a a, you know, a pass coming through there onto the right. I'm just gonna, you know, generally aim that direction. If you get it wrong, the the ball goes out to the, to the you know, like yeah. a shank, and it goes completely the opposite way. And then, yeah, yeah. so you you actually, when you start messing around with that stuff, I think like all that stuff is there to make it feel super realistic. But as as gamers, I don't think we actually really want that i think we want the the illusion of it feeling like we're perfectly yeah, in control for the most part. whilst actually you know our dreams of what yes. what we would be like as professional footballers then again i think um and this goes a little bit more into gameplay which i guess we're talking about as well which is i yeah. think there was that moment that pro evo really challenged um what fifa was doing and how that came off goes back into what i think they were achieving with the visual presentation within fifa which was there was just felt a bit more like the ball would have a slightly different trajectory flight, like it would bounce off a player and go off in a different direction. Where FIFA have always felt like very much you press a button, the ball would end up at their feet. Pro Evo yeah. was doing something at the time where it felt like, although you had control of it, there was there was a, um, a variability in 
the action. Yeah, the ball felt like its own entity. Yeah, like, like, it, I remember. like it could bounce off a post, hit the goalkeeper, come back into play. Yeah. Where yeah. FIFA it would bounce off the post, the goalkeeper would just take it back in its hands. I think FIFA's got a lot better at it this It absolutely has, but I'm, I'm thinking of that, that moment. Like We're talking about the history yeah, here. Yeah. Like For me, it was always yeah, yeah, about, yeah. do you want the presentation or do you want gameplay? And that, that you know, a lot of people would class that as the dark years of FIFA when it was all about presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and was style was, over substance yeah, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking about the, the audio side, obviously there's not much to be said about things like crowd noise and kicking noise other than they've just got kind of more and more authentic. When you, authentic when you hear your, as, your, as your home supporters singing the songs that they sing at home, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's amazing. Yeah. What I would say is a dis- one disappointment is that there there were some years before they started making huge bank with Ultimate Team where they actually incorporated more uh, customization options, particularly for sing- solo players. So you could uh, kind of edit the look of your stadium and you could even import audio and stuff like that. So there was there were a couple of years where like my team would come out to good old Sussex by the sea because I'd I'd literally put it on a CD and imported it into the game <laughs> cool. on my Xbox 360 <laughs> so that we came out to the right music. Like and that that to me Massive. again adds yeah. adds a adds a big thing but they 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 removed that option again in recent years. Obviously you've still got the you got the Premier League anthem and all that kind of stuff so that's all good but yeah it's a shame they stepped away from some of that stuff. Yeah. I did want to mention commentary. Now I'm somebody who religiously turns commentary off in games really yeah i i I hate it because i find it utterly takes me out of yeah the experience um again assuming i'm playing i'm i'm actually controlling i'm either i'm effectively sort of managing and puppeteering the team um i'm i i I don't i'm not watching it on telly in Mm. my head do you know what i mean Mm. Uh, i'm uh, there's a slight there's a slight um irony here because i do like the TV splash screens and all that stuff. Yeah. But the commentary for me and and it's again obviously it's got way more sophisticated. They've had so many different commentators over the years, Motson, Tilsley, Alex Ray, Stuart Robson co-commentators have had people on the sideline, all this stuff that they've they've added, but it's still always to me the acting quality varies as you'd expect from the the individual. Some of them sound like they get it, mm. like they they can pretend they're there. Some of them sound like they're reading off a script. But it always, it never quite has the right quality for me. And it occasionally it gets it really right. And obviously this is me who usually turns it off. Mm. But more often than not, it's just, again, talking about the contextual stuff, it'll like, it'll just suddenly explode into delirium when it's like a consolation goal. Or, uh, yeah, or there'll be some sort of lengthy moan about a tackle that, didn't actually result in anything you know so it's that sort of stuff but so chris uh, uh, are you so you you leave it on in your house i've never it's never even occurred to me to turn it off <laughs> uh, it's never it's never even occurred to me but right. i was just thinking as you were talking there it's actually i think it's one of the areas that they've made the most the most ground on over the years yeah but probably okay. is the one area where they've got the most ground still to make up completely agree uh, yeah. i'm a commentary player but um, and I yeah, you know, I find it just adds to the experience, and I and I don't know, I have tried it without commentary, yeah. but it, it feels a little bit bare bones at that point. Mm. Maybe it's Hollow. it's more like being at the match, yeah, though, for possibly, me. yeah. Which is what I do. But every again, week. you're kind of watching it like it's on a TV screen, so I I don't know. But um, I, I understand. Um, everyone's different. Commentary's on I, by I, default, and I, I suspect I'm in a minority. But I, over the years, I 
it's definitely changed. Some of those earlier games, it's very much you can almost see the ticker going past like this. This <laughs> happened. So this yeah. this soundbite must be said. But Load I, in play a name and then yes, say it. And then say it like really loudly out of context. Yeah. Um, no, I hate it. But but Bashi, I sort of love but it. At the same I time, I remember that being first introduced into the early FIFA games in the John Watson commentary mm. and being actually quite blown away by the fact that there was voice yeah, yeah. coming out and yeah. commentary. Yeah. I mean, yes, it was very much um, segmented, but it was it was still there. But I think as the games are more realistic over the years, it still does suffer a little bit from that feeling like something needs to happen for something to be done. Where if you just talk, if it, commentary of a game is very natural, right, isn't it? Of any kind of, certainly when it, um, somebody's commentary over football, it's very much free-flowing and, and almost like after the fact as in things were happening as as it's being played out mm. so yeah they've got a long way to go but i i also i like playing within it but i also agree with you in some way leon i don't think they've ever perfectly got it correct or right and, and i realize how, how it must hard be really it must be. Hard. and to be yeah. fair i should say i mostly hate football commentary in real yeah. life as well um, I'm mostly fine. Uh, there's a few commentators I can tolerate, but most of them I can't stand. Most of the pundits, uh, co-commentators, I can't stand. So that probably plays it's amazing into when they try well. to do banter in games as well. Because oh, like the first time you hear Peter. it, you kind of go, "Oh, <laughs> that's kind of like yeah, they're doing." And then you hear it for the seventh time, and you're like, oh, "My God, yeah, just shut yeah, up, yeah. never." Kez86 from the forum says, My FIFA knowledge is so minimal and never really developed beyond the PS1 era, but I did hammer FIFA 95 on the Mega Drive and the glorious Road to the World Cup 98 on the PS1. I felt I needed to say simply the following. One, running away from the ref in FIFA 95 <laughs> will never get boring. Yeah, it's true. You could, uh, you could run away from the ref forever, in theory, and never get booked, and the game would never continue. Uh, two, I'm sure you could only ever score a goal in FIFA 95 from the corner of the 18-yard box. Probably true. Uh, and indoor football in FIFA 98 will always be an absolute highlight. Amen. So I'm using a couple of crib sheets here just for uh, bullet points on the individual versions. Uh, obviously, we can't go deep and long into every single one, but uh, some some I'll, I'll point out some standout aspects as highlighted in gold.com and esports.gg. So uh, the first FIFA uh, featured a notorious bug, which allowed the player to score by standing in front of the goalkeeper, taking a goal kick so that the ball rebounded against <laughs> him and into the net. Uh, real player names weren't used in the first one, which I remember rightly being. Mm. And there were no they weren't even uh, like close, mildly altered ones like the sensible ones on the consoles. No. They were just completely like random names. Some of the developers and things like that were in there, I think. Um, and it was national teams only, of course. Uh, choppy movement was a was was a feature. I was um, I, I was not happy with the original FIFA. No, um, because I was stinkingly jealous of it. Because <laughs> I've said on this podcast before that I was a computer kid. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't have any consoles, and I was I loved I I have always loved my footy games right through from the Specky. You know, and I would swear blind that that match day was the greatest game ever made. Um, mm. But I was, I so I was, I was sensi. You know, I was still playing Sensible World of Soccer and all the various updates. And I remember yeah, these definitely overlapped for me. For oh sure. yeah, for sure. And I remember this guy in school, uh, Lee Lapin, a, a, a mate of mine, 
teasing me with these screenshots of this <laughs> game that he had on, on the Mega yeah. Drive. And I would say, oh, it doesn't look as good as sensible. And inside I was thinking, oh, look at that. It, it looks like watching TV. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, I remember and, saying that about EA Hockey to my uncle at the time. Yeah, and I was so jealous. I was so jealous that I had my sensible soccer and he had this FIFA. And then I went mm. to his house and played it. Yeah, yeah. And I felt vindicated. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't like it at all, and I think the I think these early Fifas, and it probably goes right through until the you know, until it went fully three D. That I think you can make a case for these early games of being really good. I think there are things about them they were more realistic, uh, and there was elements of the graphics that that were better for sure. But I think where I where I felt vindicated was that as an Amiga owner, as somebody who was playing sensible at the time. That I also felt there were loads of arguments on my side as well, so you could kind of argue it either way. But I, you know, from going from something as slick and as fast paced as Sensi to to go into the stodgy <laughs> kind of weird inertia of you know FIFA yeah. and FIFA ninety five, you know, I I was more than happy with what I had. Yeah, I remember uh, me and my mate Neil, who used to play first Emlyn and then kick off, kick off two Sensi together. And I remember trying to get him to play this and we had a couple of sessions of it, but he was just sitting there hammering the C button and beating me. And I was like, yeah, um, I'm sure I traded my first copy of FIFA in for FIFA 95. Um, yeah, a bit of a brush up. The second one, I remember enjoying it a bit more. I think it was a bit tighter. Um, added some fictional club teams, I think, possibly just named after cities in the way that they do. So there was maybe a Manchester Red type scenario and stuff like that. Can't quite remember. Um, but still no licence. Uh, FIFA 96 was, uh, I think, the first to arrive on uh, next-gen systems. So yeah. there was a 3D version, but uh, so it was a polygon pitch, but 2D Sprite sprites yeah. on the PS1. Yeah, they had some uh, they had some realistic rosters, but they were apparently inaccurate, um, out of date, which is was quite a common thing back then to have outdated rosters. And of course, no patches. So you're stuck with them for years, potentially. Yeah, I mean, um, and, it, and and this this one really does play badly now. So I went back and had a look at this because oh, it God. was because it was the first, you know, three D. You know, the, the the Mega Drive games. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they were all that much fun. The early games to play at the time, they haven't aged brilliantly. But geez, I mean, FIFA ninety six now is <laughs> borderline unplayable. FIFA ninety seven incorporated the the indoor game and the Malaysian League. It was also the first to have the in game commentary with Motson alongside Andy Gray. Uh, which is, of course, a, a kind of mashup of BBC and Sky, but yeah, whatever. And uh, Des Lynham actually introduced the matches as well. The legendary Des, uh, a great Brighton fan, of course. <laughs> so FIFA Road to the World Cup 98 uh, was their third um, game of this, uh, of the Polygon PS1 era. And yeah, I think it's fair to say they made some great strides. We've already talked a mm. bit about it, but um, it had... Uh, 16 different stadia, 172 national teams, which is the majority of teams in the world. Uh, they've got the offside law yeah. much closer to reality, uh, which I don't even remember being a thing in um, the earlier ones, how 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 poorly it was implemented or not. No. Uh, and it had song too in it. <laughs> so, yeah, people remember it. And I reckon this one sold a lot of copies. 
yeah, this was it, wasn't it? This was really the start, I think. I mean, this is, uh, you know, when I think of FIFA games now, this mm. is where I trace it back to. Uh, th- this this was slick by comparison. It, it doesn't yeah. feel slick now, but by comparison no. to what had gone before, you know, I, you remember the, that little drag that you could do with the shoulder button that, mm. you know, you could do that side to side drag, which meant that dribbling all of a sudden was a thing. Uh and it it actually was starting to feel at this point like a like a game of football. It was starting to feel like what you play on a pitch as opposed to moving some characters around in a bit of a stiff way and scoring goals yeah. from ridiculous angles. On the on the downside, it, it was ninety nine and two thousand, and obviously this uh, the, the, were the ones that I, I really kind of as much as I'd enjoyed ninety eight. It was these two that really put me off FIFA for a good long time, and two thousand and one actually. It was playing with my friends from work, the ones who I managed to convert to the ways of Konami's, <laughs> in my head, much, much superior gameplay. It was playing playing around at theirs and just watching as the one guy who was the best at the game just used to basically pick up the ball in his own half, use the tricks mm. to just go down le- the length of the pitch and just avoid all tackles because there was no, you know, like I, I guess it, now we'd say like the the tricks gave you all these iframes so you couldn't be dispossessed. Mm, that's it. And then, and then he would like flip the ball up just outside the penalty area and bang <laughs> it in the top corner overhead <laughs> kick. And I'm just like, this is absolutely pathetic. This is not football. This is, uh, and so, yes, I, I'd managed to convince them that ISS Pro was the way forward. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we, we left it behind for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. For me, my last one was FIFA 2001. I seem to remember um, but that was my last one, and it was actually somebody because that was the year I started university. It was in two thousand and one, and it was mm. actually one of my mates, one of the mates I met in uni, who introduced me to to Pez to Pro Evo. Uh, right. and from there on, for the next ten years, I didn't look at a FIFA game. FIFA at this point also had those ridiculous arrows for set pieces. Yes, big giant bendy arrows. Yes. Uh, that looked absolutely terrible and were about as useful as a chocolate teapot. Yeah. Um, 99 did bring in facial animations, though. So, you know, we were on we were on to something. It's, it's funny because I'm, I'm trying to think back my time when I was, you know, what games here I was playing. And quite honestly, I was still playing International Superstar Soccer 64 mm. religiously. Like this was me, me you know, yeah. at the time when I could. We had a game of that. We did. A few years yeah. Ago. So this is. Remember the score? Beat, yes. It's fine. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I'm yeah, very much playing this with my brother uh, over and over and over again. That seemed to be the one that just felt more like, just felt more football. Just And it just did. Yeah, and it's, even though it's slightly older than those, those newer titles, and it maybe didn't look quite as, although it, it did look pretty good at the time, I have to remember. But uh, yeah, that yeah. was the, so some of these earlier FIFA games, I think I'd pretty much pick them up in the in the second hand bin, but you know I was still very much playing the the, the N sixty four version of yeah. Pez. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, I was I was veering between the the SNES N sixty four games and then the the PS PS one games. Uh, yeah, FIFA two thousand. Sol Campbell did motion capture duties for this one, which. You know, he was a great defender and all, but not ideal for motion <laughs> capturing, say, a tricky winger. Um, but, you know, I guess uh, the theory is the same. Uh, introduced Major League Soccer. Uh, it was the one where they scanned in Robbie Williams. 
for the intro and um, also had some kind of consecutive season yeah. career-ish type options, um, but didn't have lower league teams. Other than Port Vale. Which it in- of course, yeah. of course, Port Vale. Yeah, brilliant. Robbie Williams' team, of course. Yeah, that's a bit unfair. Yeah, a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> 2001 was the first to include a power bar for shooting, which is, I mean, something that other football games had had going back years, but um, I'm not sure it was a, a good thing. You can now, it's now an option in, in the year 2023 or two. Um, they included licensed club emblems, giving that extra level of authenticity and a new graphics engine, although why they did a new graphics engine when they were only one year away from next gen, I don't know. It's although really I weird. suppose one of the things um, that's worth saying about FIFA, I suppose, is that it's often one of the very last games to be released for any generation. Yeah. So you will often, uh, much as, I mean, Just Dance on the Wii is another thing, but um, you will often see like, you know, you'd see like a FIFA, I don't know, something in crazy yeah. 98 or whatever on the Mega Drive, even though the Mega Drive had been dead for five years at that point yeah you know, just because they knew they could sell yeah sell units uh fifa 2002 was the last fifa for a while at least to feature the japanese national team because Parivo signed it up on an exclusive license so that was a, a rare case of and an early example of fifa losing a license which has happened more in in recent years of uh, as uh, clubs have got more savvy about being separate corporate entities so we've ended up in recent times losing things like juventus yeah license and stuff like that um passing was added for uh power bars for, were added for passing um yeah and obviously uh, uh going on to ps2 era uh it was a pretty yeah. marked significant graphical leap yeah yeah it was yeah. <laughs> but i was yeah i was still nowhere near it because i was pro evo till i die at this point yeah this is this is my dark period as well i mean this is i was pro evo now until yeah the probably 2007 when i just kind of disappeared off the face of the football game and planet for for a couple of years but uh yeah Uh, 2003 introduced a club championship mode which uh which had top 17 top european clubs in their own stadiums with unique fan chants tv style broadcast for halftime and full-time comprehensive analysis and more detailed graphics with uh, detailed, more detailed players and kits and more realistic player responses. Um, I don't know how much of this was uh, for these articles was sort of regurgitated from marketing stuff, but mm. I'm, I'm sure there was something. I believe that was also one that introduced right stick movement tricks and stuff. Trick yeah. sticks. Yes. Yeah. I, I think on in the, the early ones that I was talking about, it was pretty much just hammering a shoulder button. Yeah, wasn't that's it? it was it. just like yeah. R1, 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 the, or L1, L1, L1 to sprint and R1 to spin. They used the right stick like tricks and then they took it away after a few years because. Um, it's still yeah, there now. Yeah, though, yeah right? then yeah, they reintroduced right it. Yeah, they, they took it out and then reintroduced right, okay. it again. So. Uh, so, FIFA Football 2004. Brought in secondary divisions, uh, bringing in slightly lower ranked teams, but not the uh, not the grassroots stuff at this point. Uh, the new gameplay feature dubbed off the ball was introduced. The ability to simultaneously control two players to move a second player into the box in anticipation of a pass. Mm. Um, sounds a bit like patting your head and rubbing your tummy at the same time. Uh, I mean, you do sort of still have some control over other players. You can add in, a, you can add a second press button to bring a second player into press. But um, yeah, other than that, 
I don't know. They didn't really stick with that, I guess. FIFA Football 2005 saw the return of the creator player mode and an improved career mode, which goes up to 15 seasons long. Mm. Uh, but the biggest new feature was first touch gameplay, uh, which presumably was a, a move towards the game feeling a bit more responsive and a bit less sticky. Mm. But again, I was uh, I was still very happy with Pro Evo and Winning Eleven at this point. I was importing Japanese copies of Winning Eleven at this point, and obviously, yes, famously, the discussion would always go on. Yeah, but you got a you got all the real kits and likenesses, and then I would say, yeah, but you can get those in Pro Evo. You just need to just need to uh, use a special program to yeah. extract the file onto a disc and then burn the disc and <laughs> download an option it's cut. dead easy it's, it's dead easy yeah <laughs> that is totally that was, that was the trade-off though was as we said earlier you know it was 100%. the style of fifa and the presentation and the licenses versus you know what many of us perceived to be the substance of pro evo fifa 06 i guess carried on on the previous gen systems but also brought the game on to 360 era i don't think there was a ps3 version of 06 but i could be wrong about that i remember it being on 360 very you had all the road to world cup stuff as well around that time oh yeah there was a there was a pre-fifa fifa FIFA, wasn't there that's right on the 360 yeah a little half step one basically a we need a we need a footy game to go with this big new console kind of thing uh FIFA 06 saw a rebuild of the game's interplay. Yeah, this sounds like marketing <laughs> speech, which made for a dramatic, yeah, a dramatic increase in the control <laughs> of play. Uh, this is also the introduction of team chemistry, mm. uh, which obviously has ended up being a huge part of yeah. the ultimate team thing. Actually, I don't have an issue with team chemistry as a concept. No. Uh, and I think it's um, it was something that, I think even the Master League had in Pro Evo in that players would get more familiar with one another. Um, and it's obviously it's a huge part of a team game. So when used appropriately and authentically, I'm I'm fine with it. But obviously as a as a tool to gouge money out of people, maybe not so much. Mm. What's this retro mode on FIFA 06 where you could get this, um, you could unlock... Um interviews with the developers talking about their favorite moments of historic fifas ah that's nice what was the one that had the sepia toned yeah 66 world cup final i think 98 had that and but i think a later one had it as well yeah i mean that that's almost meta isn't it this thing in fifa (laughs) 06 and i've I've never played fifa 06 but all of a sudden i'm interested And, and apparently it's got an unlockable you can unlock the original fifa Oh, really? You are, well, look, I'm taking this from Wikipedia. I'm reading Wikipedia <laughs> as we go. So oh. if, if this is wrong, blame somebody else. But apparently so. A special huh. retro nostalgia mode. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. You can probably pick it up for about 4p. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the entire thing. Mm. Oh, this was... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the the, the blurb says... This title also features a special throwback section that included classic biographies, a memorable moments video compilation, and a chance to play the first FIFA title of the series, FIFA 94. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, but they've never, ever done it since, which is just an odd <laughs> no. little one-off. And so I've got the NHL 94 game on my Xbox yeah. because they released it as a, a little bonus with one of the NHLs yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, they should totally do that. Totally, yeah. And it's on Game Pass now, that NHL 94 as well, isn't it's it? Good. Which is really cool. Exactly. It's a standalone, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, FIFA 07, Wembley Stadium and the Emirates were introduced as a new stadia with the ability to create custom teams also added. 
Yeah, FIFA 08, already mentioned, 10 years on from Road to the World Cup 98, it had another little kind of uptick in the level of interest, partly which was fortuitous in the sense that it coincided with Konami uh, taking its foot off the pedal with, with the the PES series, for whatever reasons. I'm sure if we ever do cover that series in a show, we'll we'll get to the bottom of what happened over the next few years with Prevo. Uh, this was the first one to feature the Be A Pro, uh, where you can control your single player on the pitch, uh, which um, has its charms. It brought back for those of us who played the wonderful player manager on mm. the uh, on the 16-bit computers. There was a little bit of that. But actually, once you're really used to controlling an entire team, only playing the one player can be a little frustrating, yeah. making endless runs into the box and not getting the ball. And it, but it does give you a little insight into what it must be like being um, a striker <laughs> for a not very good I remember being fascinated, it, uh, fascinated? fascinated yeah. with it when I first got to play it because for that precise reason, it, it showed you actually, mm. actually how lonely, but when mm. you were a goalkeeper, just watching, I although I don't, I think the goalkeeper yeah. came slightly later, in, it wasn't in 08, I believe. Um, but it, mm. it just showed you yeah. how much you'd, it was about positioning, just waiting for the ball to come in, in the right place. I think yeah. at least in Beer yeah. Pro, you'd always have that option of forcing somebody to pass to you. Yeah, um, give me the ball! And it's <laughs> yeah, very yeah. different when you, uh, for a while, I was doing Beer Pro stuff on online, being one of like multiple, you know, 20, you know, I remember being in a game of 22 players online, all playing different particular places uh in the game and you know people shouting like no don't push up and defense really trying to be just defense it was it was it was fascinating but once again mm-hmm. it's kind of like fascinating for a while but and probably more realistic but was i actually were, are we actually after realism <laughs> are we actually just after a, yeah. a fun game of football so truck kurt says i bought fifa every year on ps2 and then a few of the first ones released on ps3 For me, FIFA was always the only option, even when it lacked in gameplay compared to Pez, as it allowed me to play as my team, Derby County. And I suspect that was the same Mm -hmm. for many supporters of clubs not in the Premier League. Of course, if you're in Tier 3, like we were back in the day, it was uh, no more use, really, (laughs) than than Pro Evo. Ventus from our forum says it's amazing how much impact FIFA has had on my life. Memories of playing FIFA on the Mega Drive with school friends, playing World Cup 98 on the PS1 with my brother and playing countless titles with my cousins in our club, constantly bouncing between the middle divisions year on year. It's an interesting series when viewed alongside Pez, as I don't think I touched a FIFA title on SNES or PS2, instead putting my time into the wonderful ISS and Pez titles of the time. From the launch of the 360 FIFA titles, I feel that that FIFA dominance resumed, though I lament the success of Ultimate Team as my preferred career mode gets neglected. The same bugs, issues and frustrations remain while new complaints keep arriving. Where are we up to? FIFA 09. Uh, Yeah, fond memories of this one, particularly for me, because FIFA 08 showed a lot of promise, but I felt like 09 and then even perhaps even more so 10 were the ones that really kind of knocked knocked it out of the park and actually while i still didn't love them as much as peak era pez they basically replaced that gap in my life this was fifa 09 when clubs arrived uh allowing to have your online uh clubs in the in the uh kind of ongoing campaign 
Uh, it was also the first FIFA to feature user-controlled goal <laughs> celebrations. Should become a bane uh, of assistance which I still, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I still fairly much do. Like, there's a couple of them I know, but I end up doing most of them randomly. And there's a couple that I find really annoying that I end up doing at, at the expense of doing was nothing. Was that 09? So. Was that the one I also introduced Ultimate Team, but as like a downloadable pack at some point, yes. like later after it released? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you had to pay like to get onto the pay-to-win. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I too because I thought yeah. it looked interesting with the collectible cards and all that. I, I, I didn't realise that it was basically a, a, a cynical, exploitative cash cow. I thought it was just a fun uh, well, game. I mean, like, who knows? I mean, whether they they foresaw it as the the possibility of that, but it soon became that. But it's I always um, I mean, Ultimate Team. Obviously, there's a lot to be said, and we will probably have a whole section about it probably, but. I, I almost think about like Call of Duty. I remember when I was first playing um, Call of Duty 4 and they introduced the the whole kind of like, oh, it's like an RPG weapon type base thing. Yeah. I remember playing that thinking, mm. this is fantastic. What a way to yeah. Yeah. like just, yeah. I don't know, um, expand the genre of what these games are. This this is going to be brilliant. Yeah. Keep you coming and back. And then right? yeah. you look at what it turned into, which is it became basically the game. Yeah. And, you know, in some respects, mm. almost ruined a franchise. And, but I mean, I say that, but I say that's from somebody that's very much like, I kind of just want to enjoy my football all, all by myself and just, in, you know, and play with some friends maybe, but it's not, it's not the, the thing I come to FIFA too. But, you know, Ultimate Team has become FIFA through and through now. It's, it's how they make money from the games. And it's almost, yeah. it's like when you see, um, other games focus on their multiplayer content because essentially that's how they make their money and they still do a campaign because, you know, they feel like they should rather than making the best possible campaign possible. And it used to be that way. It used to be best campaign with a multiplayer aspect. And I always feel like now I'm slightly shafted in, in this regard because it's like it's all about the online stuff and making that, you know, revenue over and over again. And by the way, there's a FIFA game in here for you other guys because we need that kind of base game and why move away from it and this was the those humble beginnings yeah. it's just like oh this is a fun interesting new game mode yeah <laughs> totally yeah yeah uh, fifa 10 really expanded the manager mode which was ideal for me as a former master league devotee on on pez uh, actually added some uh, some nice features like uh, you know more proper budgeting and an assistant manager and all that kind of stuff um it also as i recall fifa 10 was the one that brought in analog sprinting so Ooh. you could actually hold down the trigger differing amounts to give you different amounts of acceleration which i think still works but i couldn't swear to it uh but I still use it in my head anyway. <laughs> so I've got a lot of fondness for FIFA 10, which is a bit of a random thing because it didn't really do a lot different to FIFA 09. But th this is the game that brought me back. Uh, yeah. And so so I, I'd gone away after uni and after the Pro Evo years. I, I'd, it was the, the only real dark period in my life where I didn't, wasn't doing a lot of gaming. Uh, I was super passionate before and I've been super passionate since. But for those, I moved down south. I wasn't playing a lot of games. I was meeting my wife and I was settling down and doing all those other things. Yeah. And and then my wife was pregnant with our first child. And I thought, you mm. know what? I'm going to treat myself to an Xbox 360. Uh, and I did. And I got FIFA 10 and GTA 4. And I boosted up FIFA 10. I could not believe it. 
the last <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe what had happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the eight years, all of a sudden it felt like mm. real football. Like the players would make runs into space off the ball mm. and you know, you, mm. you could pass the ball and then all of a sudden your central midfielder would make a run into the box and I remember having this conversation with my wife who is not a game player at all. I remember sitting down with her over dinner and saying to her, I I don't believe this. Like it's just <laughs> like playing the real game every and she was just looking at me blankly. But it was a such a huge leap to you know, and as much as I love Pro Evo four, five and six, I it felt like a whole world of difference compared to that and, and you know and I put so many hours into career mode but then where it kind of it was like the start and the beginning of the end for me because then I as soon as I touched the online stuff it just left me cold completely cold and obviously now that's where really as Tony's just said with the pair with ultimate team that FIFA is now pretty much an online game um, but as a, as a pure footballing game you know, I think FIFA FIFA nine, I'm sure, was was really good as well. But FIFA ten, FIFA eleven, yeah, it was a refinement. Man, it yeah. was incredible, and still is really, really good to play. Yeah, these were this was the point where, although I I would still often buy Pez most years actually, and kind of dabble with it. This was the point where I was basically fully satisfied with FIFA, um, and actually was finding that some elements of the gameplay I actually thought were more authentic than Pro Evo at this point. Um, so, but yeah, I also think that was that was down to Pro Evo pushing EA to actually change. You know, I think EA were quite happy to just release title oh, yeah, after title, absolutely. incremental improvements. And I and I only I do think Pro Evo actually cut into their sales. There was a time when you you basically said, "Oh, you know, I play Pro Evo." You know, anybody that really into football said, "I play Pro Evo." Oh, yeah, mm, first yeah. half of the that, that, that was basically yeah, it. Yeah, that, and then and I think really that that gave EA the real emphasis to, to go, okay, right, we do need to actually change the gameplay style. And I think coming into those next-gen systems, what they were, um, I really think it, it felt like they they had listened a lot. And the I think the yeah. both the combination of being able to ha- have more kind of the, the style of what EA would always been trying to do, more TV-esque style, really shone through on, on those more powerful systems. And I think it allowed them to actually do a lot more gameplay wise i think pez pushed them to actually change up that that formula a lot more as well so i think it's just a combination of pez still would very much felt like it was a great playing game but never really managed to capture that that next level of tvs style of football presentation and it felt like ea finally had managed to do both those like got the gameplay where it needed to be but also still had that that wow you know they they really understand what it feels like to be you know a fan of football so and actually, it was uh, my memory slightly failed me there. It's FIFA 11 as well as so we'd already, I think, added the analog sprinting, but it was FIFA 11 that added the proper 360 degree dribbling. Mm. So we finally yeah. got away from the kind of legacy of eight way yeah. uh, sprinting characters. So you could move players in, in way more kind of subtle directions. And I think that's that's stayed with us ever since. I don't think you could go back now, much as I enjoy playing retro football games with with eight way dribbling Um it's a, it was obviously an important step forward in FIFA 11. FIFA 12 then was the uh, the first uh, version to be fully operational on the Mac, which is obviously <laughs> vital. But uh, Player Impact Engine came in here, which also led to a lot of bugs and kind of online 
memes and and uh, kind of Mickey taking because it did lead to some kind of funny comedic uh, video game moments of players interacting with each other in uh, unrealistic <laughs> ways, but also but also quite a lot of more realistic ways, which uh, which was good. Um, improvements to AI in career mode. Uh, and this time, rather than release a separate game for a tournament, they released UA, UA for Euro 2012 as a downloadable expansion. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Can I also just, just say as well, this game got a PS2 mm. release and it released in September huh. 2011. There we go, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this next one for me is also possibly... an. an, an Again, a really vital uh, upgrade for me. And actually, I think this version, FIFA 13, incorporates possibly the most single important feature in FIFA that I suspect only a tiny percentage of people actually interact with, which is the gameplay customization sliders. I've said this before on other podcasts, but obviously Kane and Rince doesn't really give me, because we talk about totally different games, it would be a bit weird if we were talking about some jrpg from uh 1993 and i started talking about gameplay sliders from fifa but i really 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 want to stress that this feature that came in 10 years ago is utterly transformative mm. for how enjoyable fifa is to play now i'm not one of those people that works out my own sliders but there are resources online where huge communities of fifa players will do it for you yeah. then you simply go to that page find out their latest slider settings and tweak them accordingly and then the game is often about 100 times as good yeah and i understand i think some people are probably a bit like well you know why should i do this when i bought the game to be good in the first place but actually it's just a it's it's like the game the game might be all right but there'll always be some quirks as regards to player behavior, ball behavior, AI, things like that. This These sliders that have been in there for 10 years allow you to basically make the football game that you want to play. So give us an example, Leon, because I'll be honest, I've never, ever played around with them. So, so give us an example of something practical that you can do to change the game. Yeah, so... Operation Sports, I think, was one of the first websites to really embrace this. Uh, there's been various other forums and stuff. Um, so they test the game. Loads of people play it. And they essentially, they play it on career mode against AI. Um, there'll be, diff there'll be diff slightly different slider settings for different difficulties, but it always assumes that you're playing on either the top difficulty or the second yeah. top difficulty. Because you if you play this, if you play FIFA, like, for serious single player fun you kind of have to because the lower difficulty settings are pretty kind of barely there but really it controls every kind of way in which the players interact with each other and the ball it's, it, it's kind of it's like basically it's like a tactics mode but with um but where it applies to everything it's incredible isn't it i mean it's almost like you're messing around with the code yeah, it is like that. Um, I guess in, uh, things like if you're playing the, the CPU and their shooting appears to be like relentlessly flawless and it feels unfair. Yeah. You can tweak that basically so that it, you get a way more realistic shot percentage on shots on target. 
you can tweak the goalkeepers so they save more or less shots. Um, stuff like obviously for career mode, it's relevant to have in, inju- injury frequency and severity, yeah. um, which often by default seems pretty whack. You can change the control um, there. Although the game has long had a kind of speed setting, slow being for more simulation type game and fast being for a more arcadey type game. Again, you can, uh, I think generally these are set, these are based on a slow game mm. um, because they're meant to be simulation-y. But like, so slow, the slow game by default can feel a bit too s- slow and stodgy, but then you'll adjust the shot speed accordingly and the ball movement speed to take it back up. Um, so the so the the movement of the players feels more authentic, but the movement of the ball doesn't get slowed slowed down to an unrealistic degree. Um, but really, I would say the way the ways in which it most kind of overtly shows itself and and manifests is in in ball control yeah. and stuff like that. So you, you'll just see the ball rather than like. In the old arcade games, obviously, you pass a ball to a player and they automatically kind of get sucked yeah, into yeah, their yeah. control. Yeah. And that's fine for that kind of game. But it doesn't necessarily work for what is kind of, you know, intended to be some kind of soccer simulation. Yeah. Um, so it will, you'll be able to kind of adjust whether players are, uh, are more or less capable of controlling the ball in difficult situations mm. and stuff like that. It very much controls kind of how even with it, with the tactics taken into account, the individual team tactics, it, it controls kind of how high up the pitch they stand, how wide yeah. on the pitch they stand. So if you're finding like the default for the last year's FIFA, defences were so high by default. Yeah. Like everyone was playing Ange, like Ange Postacoglu's Spurs with nine men yeah. with defences on the halfway <laughs> line, including your own team. So even if you told them to sit back deep, deep, deep tactically, they just wouldn't, you yeah. know, it just, it just wouldn't do enough. So, you change the line, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, the defensive line. Yeah, to to so you end up with a with a much less kind of crazy kooky game of football. But also, yeah, you end up with way more kind of broken play. You can turn it into a game, in my experience. By as I say, I use other people's sliders rather than trying to calculate my own. Yeah, um, you can turn it into a game that features a lot more broken play. Basically, way more like Pro Evo used to be. Yeah, rather than this kind of hyper slick unrealistic yeah with because the ai never misplaces a pass on the higher difficulty never <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's so annoying yeah, like so it's so you could, it's well, unrealistic go go to go to community sliders at operationsports.com wow. and you can fix fifa basically tony have you yeah. messed around with this stuff i mean this is a revelation i have you? but for more different reasons i quite often used to mess around with this stuff to make the game somewhat dumber to try to do some of the uh, achievements <laughs> achievements right um which was always quite funny to yeah. see uh how crazily um daft you could make the the opposing team but beyond that no i have um leon and me i think we have we have had this conversation in the past i have mentioned yes. this to anyone um, who will listen and, for 10 years now because it's so important yes, I, so i have actually played around the sliders and leon is correct it really does alter the way that you can you can play with the game i think if you probably wow. look at fifa as a whole so it's it's you know something you know one size fits all right it's that classic you know you're trying to <laughs> i think for any series that's been going for a very very long time it's really hard to change up fundamentally how something plays because i think you know you always mm-hmm. end up with people that it doesn't feel like fifa anymore even though what they want could be yeah. 10 times better yeah. it doesn't feel like the thing they've had for years so i think you know this is a way to to allow people that want that change to have that change um 
which is thank you know it's great that it's there it, it must be really frustrating though as a company just thinking well how can we change this stuff without kind of upsetting a ton of people so but uh no leon is correct i have certainly messed around with that stuff and it, it is yeah it does it does change the way yeah, the game yeah. plays and some of the tweaks yeah some of the tweaks are uh, to the numbers are small so everything starts on like 50 and some of the things you'll be moving to like 52 53 some of them you'll be moving from 50 down to five or mm. 50 up to 90 um and obviously then once you've set them in the place that the other people recommend you can then of course tweak them to your own liking yeah um but yeah i i like it's one of those things where i i get the kind of criticism of the idea of having to do it but also i think like the fact that it's in there and it's been in there for 10 years and most people don't seem to even acknowledge yeah. it while still complaining about certain aspects of the fifa gameplay seems a bit churlish to me and it's one of those things where every time i've actually managed to get someone to check it out they've gone oh my god yeah <laughs> well i know <laughs> what i'm doing as soon as we finish yeah. this podcast <laughs> there you go the links in the in the show notes uh, which is no use to you listener pity from the forum says fifa had always been a game series which lingered around any console i owned i usually vowed to never buy the new yearly edition but i somehow always ended up with it I was first drawn to FIFA on the Mega Drive, constantly trying to score goals from crazy distances, but then learning you could only really score from a certain angle near the corner of the box. Fast forward to owning my first PS1 and a copy of FIFA 97 came with it. The hours spent playing the five-a-side indoor football mode are some of my favourite memories. I also always loved the manager mode in more recent FIFA games, mainly for taking the worst-rated team and pushing them to the elite leagues and tournaments. I eventually moved away from FIFA when the PS2 came out and started the journey with Pro Evo until the dreadful PS3 version of Pro Evo came out and a move back to FIFA was on the cards. FIFA then became a more social gaming experience, going around to friends' houses and having our own tournaments. With the introduction of Ultimate Team, Friday nights creating a team and playing online were the norm, with a few beers in tow. As the nights went on, we obviously became awful at the game, which was always blamed on the beer. <laughs> I haven't owned a FIFA game for a few years now. The last two I had were free game codes from completing reviews or questionnaires, and I've never been tempted back. I feel it's a gaming series I would look to pick up for the Switch, and that being an older copy of the series, just to get my football fix. The day of being young and having a laugh with friends whilst playing is long gone, but the memories from this gaming series are some of the best I have. Yeah, there's obviously been some, I don't know, controversy about the, the Switch versions being what they call legacy editions, mm -hmm. uh, which are essentially are based on old code from, I guess, for the Xbox One era. And um, essentially it is roster updates and stuff like that each year, but charged full price. Um, but I think I think most people kind of know what they're getting with that. Maybe. Or maybe it's evil, <laughs> cynical marketing practice. <laughs> Uh, where are we up to now? FIFA 14 <laughs> features such as human intelligence. Yeah, that's blast processing. <laughs> if, I, if, if I heard it, we're introduced uh, true player motion and some signature goal celebrations from Ronaldo, Messi and Bale. <laughs> <laughs> OK, what's Bale's goal celebration? Golf <laughs> uh, oh, this was the uh, the transition to the Ignite engine been on a few different engines mm. over the years we haven't named them all uh that was was that after frostbite no yeah. before yeah. i reckon so this was the first ps4 and xbox one release i think yes it was 14 would have been still yeah. getting a yeah, playstation yeah, yeah. 2 release though by the way 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> um, FIFA 15 was the first edition released during EA's deal with the English Premier League as official sports technology partner, which allowed them to have all 20 Premier League stadiums in the game. This was uh, still two years before we got promoted, so I was still playing at um, generic Championship Stadium mm. number three or whatever it was called mm. uh, until that fateful day in 2017. FIFA 16 was the first version to include women, finally. Um, and obviously the, the women's game has seen a massive surge in popularity in recent years. And probably this was part of yeah, that. I'd agree with uh, that. I think it was, yeah, it was both reacting to it, but also encouraging it. So, um, and we finally got in the final ever FIFA, we got a, a co-cover star. I, I remember there was some weird pushback to the to women being in FIFA and it was a weird time. Um equally well, I quite enjoyed not that long after Gamergate. No, equally I quite enjoyed playing as the um well any of the I think it was mostly it was kept as female national teams if I remember rightly it wasn't any league. Oh only yeah yeah, um, yeah it's only I think it still is, yeah, it? I can't, I, I, yeah, it is. Yeah I can't yeah it is yeah. Still no women clubs. Um, unfortunately. But I that's That'll I happen. found it quite as I found it yeah interesting. It was just, it felt like a slower version of the game. Yeah. Which um which is it's funny. I was, I was reading an article about That's, how they've actually. It is a bit like that. No, but I, I for a lie. But apparently, the to the I think the last FIFA game and the new EA Sports stuff, they where they introduce more um, actual motion capture of females yes. actually That's playing it. the game. So it actually feels more yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. But it even even yes. before that, it felt like it was a slower version of the game. But apparently, it had male. Um, Male motion capture over the female right. characters, which yes. seems yeah, yeah, it was odd. just the stats yeah. that were stats that were altered, basically. Yeah, but positive. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. They, the the final FIFA had a women's World Cup update and yeah, all that stuff. Uh, so FIFA seventeen brings us to the fictional footballer Alex Hunter <laughs> in the first of a three part series called the journey i played through all three parts over three years mm. and i remember it being cheesy as anything but actually really quite an interesting and probably the most ambitious thing they'd put in the game for a long time yeah so i've I've been replaying this as i said earlier yeah. I, I played all three parts as well in fact it was really the only thing i did in both fifa 17 18 and 19 mm. to be honest right uh it goes on a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> because the, yeah. the training, every single, you, you know, which yeah. starts off fun. And then by the time you've done those drills for like mm-hmm. the 50th time, but if you sim them, he loses loads of stats. So you've got to play mm. them. Do you know what? Yeah, I, yeah. I would, I was saying this to Such is the life of a footballer. Got to do it every day, not just once a week as a, as a pro, as a pro. But you yeah. know what? I would really like to see them have another go at this in the, in the new EA mm. games. Cause this is now you know, seven years ago. And I, I would love to see them have another go, but make it a bit more a bit more fleshed out, you know, where there is a little bit more mm. to it. You know, dare I say it, you know, maybe a little bit more kind of RPG elements to it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think, because I think the kind of, the groundwork was laid, tells, as you say, Leon, a cheesy, but, you know, a, an enjoyable story. And uh, yeah. it gives a whole new dimension to the game. It was quite play. wholesome, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Some I've... fun cameos from actual footballers yeah. trying to act. But I actually think it's ambitious. I think they, they, you know, it yeah. was it was something genuinely. I mean, it's it's hard to say because obviously ultimate team. Like they've had different things that have been generally like 
innovative, but it, it felt like, oh, wow, they've actually yeah, concentrated on some single player content beyond just, you know, the, the standard kind of career mode. Actually, I know I really enjoyed it. It wasn't yeah. perfect. It was a tad cliched for sure. But, you know, oh, God. of course, you know, what totally. are you going to get from it? It was like a kid's TV yes, show. It was. <laughs> um, Hackneyed. And actually FIFA 17, it, it's funny. So I had played on and off bits of Ultimate Team, but never really, you know, yeah, I could see what it was. It was a cash grab, right? Mm. So, I'd, but FIFA 17 was the first one where I was like, do you know what? I am going to build my ultimate team. I've tried to mm. avoid it as much as possible, but clearly it's something that they're going to mm. keep on, you know, digging out. So I am going to spend the money. And I remember spending probably a couple of hundred pounds actually building an ultimate team and oh. having good <laughs> fun with it, right? So, you know, just like, oh yeah, I get, I get what the hook is. Um, and I, and I say that as somebody that went into then FIFA 18, um, realising that all the money he had spent and all the time and effort he put <laughs> into his ultimate team was literally gone. And it, re- it was one of those, like, I knew this was going to happen, but when it actually happened, I was like, well, I'm not going to do it again. I mean, I've just spent mm-hmm. hundreds of pounds mm-hmm. on this. But I, I, I had that, that feeling of, like, oh, wow, I can see how people go so deep yeah. into this, produce, you know, produce the perfect mm. level squad. But for me, it was that moment of the jar, so jarring of it. And FIFA 18 for a while was then my last FIFA for a couple of years mm. because I really mm. think it left, left this somewhat of a sour taste in my mouth of like, yeah. okay, well, understandable. clearly. I'm mm. so, I mean, just funny. I'm looking back from my thing. So I, I missed out on 19 and 20 after that mm. and i think i was mm. just kind of like yeah yeah i don't think i've ever paid money for a pack after paying for the dlc on that mm. burst fifa ultimate team but i have had loads of free packs so from i promotions i mentioned things. that uh my to you earlier Leon, that my my nephew plays uh, ultimate team religiously like he just mm. fifa's his game he, he pays it and i actually contacted him um to find out roughly how much he has he thinks he had spent. Now he's a young lad who mm. works disposable income. So for okay. him, this makes that makes sense. But he reckoned it was probably somewhere in the region of about three to four thousand pounds he spent on FIFA in the last five years. Wow! So just I mean, it just shows you that like, you you wonder why they they go down this route. It's like, well, you know, there's me buying my Ooh, yeah. odd copy of FIFA on mm. and off, and there's him basically paying for that yeah. purchase multiple times over. But he, I mean, but to him, he was like, "Mate, I've had massive funds. I've got loads of friends. I've, I've built in the communities over the years and doing yeah. that, you know." And but I was just like, I don't know how you see, how do you let every year just disappear and gone, start again, you know? Mm. Yeah. What my son tells me, and I, I observe the most recent Fifas really through his eyes and well through my wallet when he asked me to to, to buy <laughs> FIFA points that's fine uh, but but what what i observe and what he tells me is that as 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 the fifas have gone on and now into eafc it's becoming it's becoming more difficult to enjoy it and to access some of this stuff without spending the cash um whereas kind of in the early ultimate teams i think you know it was very viable you could just do it you know you didn't have to spend money whereas now you know, you right. get these untradeable cards and you get these things where, you know, mm. these these kind of one-off events where if you don't kind of participate... There was an online trading that... store at one stage, wasn't it? You get a card, you can actually trade amongst other people to buy yeah. that player. Yeah, yeah. whereas now yeah. you've got to buy this stuff and you've got to buy the packs, you know, and they talk about, you know, I packed 98 Lewandowski, you know, and, and this, and you can't get those stuff in the game unless you buy it. And then, of course, you play mainly online. Yeah. 
and all the people who've bought it have got these super duper players and these teams and you can't compete. So it, it, I don't know. I don't want to kind of just just reduce it to just a cynical cash grab, but it does feel like the they as the, as the years have gone on, they have just worked out more and more and ways well, to extract cash from. Absolutely. You always end up sounding like an old man because I remember playing. Yeah, I don't you know, want to do that. But I remember playing early FIFA's online and Pro Evo's online, and it, it's almost like a gentleman's handshake at the end. It was like oh, that was a fun game. Oh, there was always moments where you'd be frustrated. Yeah. Now it's like I, I jump online and. People are doing yeah, all the tricks, flicks, and mm. just rubbing it in your face. It's just like over and over again. And, it's and like, then we'll give no you fun. abuse yeah. Yeah, exactly. afterwards as well, just for good yeah, measure. You're awful. Yeah, it's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we are a bunch of old men, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, we should say, yeah, this 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 whole show would probably be very different if this was uh, young, hip esports uh, FIFA streamers. Um, but I think I think our listeners know that. <laughs> Dark Ares says FIFA is a series in which the first iteration I played was World Cup 98 on our home PC. The change across the years from the pixelated faces of the Brazilian team as I bicycle kicked my way to victory all the way back then to the most recent update to include the FIFA Women's World Cup in which the Matildas got trounced by the Lionesses is just amazing to see. Throughout the years, I've owned 98, 03, 07, 08, 11 and 15 to 23. And the manager mode changes throughout the years have honestly been a point of contention for me, as well as the ultimate team and the push for online microtransactions, pay to win nature of achievements and trophies has not been great, except for perhaps EA's bottom line. Regardless, I've spent countless hours by myself or with friends on the couch, growing a character from the backyard soccer league to Premier League superstar and managing a team Worth nothing to become worth millions. Would I change the experience? Not at all. It's a great post. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, it was the uh, Frostbite engine was from FIFA seventeen. Uh, FIFA eighteen uh, wasn't uh, that well received, but it did include the continuation of the journey. Of course, uh, this was also where the controversy around microtransactions and pay-to-win mechanics really started to flare up. FIFA 19, another gimmicky addition was the, quote, active touch system uh, and timed finishing, which is basically where you hit the shot button again to get an, a sweeter shot, which I think is also still in there. Although, again, I think you can turn it off if you prefer. Uh, it's definitely... We haven't talked loads about it, but I think there's definitely been an increase in accessibility options in FIFA. But it was kind of already it was off to a good start because it already had loads of um, kind of granular control options and those sliders and multiple difficulty settings. You can even, as I still do, play the button layout so that you play it like Pro Evo because mm -hmm. uh, traditionally shooting and passing was uh, or sh yeah, shooting and yeah. lobbing was different on the other way around. Mm. Uh, this was the only one I've skipped since FIFA 08 was 2020, FIFA 20. Um, nope, that's not true. It was FIFA. Uh, I've skipped FIFA 21, in fact. Uh, Volta came back mm. in FIFA 20, um, which had the multiple street modes and futsal type rules. Uh, not sure if there was much else I, to say. I quite enjoyed the Volta stuff. Mm, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 
cool. Because I, 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 we haven't talked about a load of the side games, but traditionally I've played a lot of the Not Road yet. to World Cup game, the the World Cup games. Some of the tournament stuff's been really fantastic. Mm-hmm. As in, like you'd have to beat online players to progress through a tournament to ultimately to win the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was all skill based. So it was actually I found that relatively insane. But actually, I was a big fan of the FIFA Street stuff because I, I, it kind of was just like a really over the top arcadey version of FIFA. And for that, I've played all three of those games and, and really enjoyed all three of them. Um, and actually, Volta was nice to actually because FIFA Street clearly isn't going to come back yeah. anytime soon. So it was nice to have that kind of recognition mm. of they can still do that even if it's within the main game. And it's actually it's it's um you you kind of build a career level in that as well. And mm. it's thankfully not microtransactioned, so it is more about just you know doing cool moves and actually earning points. So hmm. actually quite yeah, it's it. more it's more FIFA Street than the old uh, indoor style football, isn't mm. it? Which I, you know I think I wanted it to be more more of the older style, but yeah, there's definitely fun to be had there. Despite COVID and new generation consoles, FIFA 21 hit the the same launch window that every FIFA since about the second one I think they've managed, which was the last weekend in October in in the year. I think that's pretty much it. Um, that was the one I didn't get, but they on the next gen consoles that's where they added the hair, but then they dialed it down a bit for the next one. <laughs> so cool because the hair was a little bit crazy um, in that one. Uh, it was FIFA 22 that brought in the hyper motion tech, which is the uh, motion capture from 22 athletes playing in high intensity matches. FIFA 23, the final FIFA, although not the final game in the series, if you see what I mean. Uh, as we say, had Sam Kerr on the cover. Uh, playable French and English women's leagues are in this version. Forgive me, I was wrong before. I'm glad to hear it. There was a World Cup mode for both genders and uh, cross-platform play, finally, but only for same-gen consoles. But still, cross-platform play. Cool. Mark FM. 007 from the forum says from the early 2000s to the early 2010s i owned just about every fifa definitely all the main ones they were a staple in my house my brother and i and any friend that came over played plenty of matches against each other played through seasons and careers creating characters and teams for a while i got pretty good at it and my child and teen years were filled with memories of indie rock soundtracks repeated phrases from clive tilsey and andy townsend and an endless loop of bad tackles long-range efforts through balls and random wiggling of the trick stick FIFA is also the most rage-inducing game series I've ever played. Cuphead, Dark Souls, nothing. Try absurd goalkeeper (laughs) errors in the last minute, players miles out of position, players refusing to make the run through, and the endless pain of mashing the switch player button until it switches to the defender you actually want to (laughs) control right after the striker dribbles past him. It's the only game that's caused me to break a controller. All that said, the vast majority of my time spent with it is fond memories. It's better played together than alone when you can both complain about the game cheating you. All of the drama of wonder goals, howlers and dramatic finishes played out by your own hand is great fun. I'm still not sure what's better, scoring a last minute winner or committing an appalling professional foul to stop your brother from scoring a last minute winner. I stopped playing FIFA before all the Ultimate Team stuff came in. I got a bit sick of it overall and enjoyed it less as it got more realistic. I'm playing these games for fun and the realism tends to make matches less exciting. I'm now less into football than I ever was, so I have no plans to go back. But I have a lot of great memories of this series. Global Saturation 89 
from the forum says, what made me decide not to invest in the latest versions of FIFA was not the graphics, which are sublime, or the gameplay, but the monetization of the series. Career mode became an afterthought as EA funneled their time and effort into yet another bloated ultimate team mode, which was less about skill and more about how much money you could plough into it. This killed the experience for me when I felt that after spending 40 to £50 pounds on a game, which made buying the latest titles a luxury during my uni days, I then had to spend more to be able to compete. That and EA's inability to do anything about rage quitters soured the experience for me. There's a real theme emerging here, isn't there, with, with us and the correspondence about uh, as the game has got better, the more people have appeared to have just fallen out of love with it. Uh, mm. You know, and it, it we you know we're not we're not alone. We're not old men screaming at the clouds here. There is something yeah. here about people. I mm. think of an age, and I am assuming that you know our correspondents are all of an age, and I don't know how old they are, but there do, there, yeah. there's a theme here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think there, there's also you know the choice has never been more right. There's a, you know there's only so much time in the day, and it almost once again it's it's a FIFA feels like a game that wants to have your attention all the time now yeah. you know it's it's a, like it wants it to be a like a lifestyle game if you really want to to get deep into it now of course you can just play the odd game here and there and then that's kind of what i just do now with fifa it's more about me just enjoying my own time with the game i'm not trying to get every single aspect you know ability and all the all the different stuff you can add you know into it it's just me about enjoying you probably normally what happens is i'll watch football over the weekend Go, yeah, I fancy some FIFA and yeah. then trying to just recreate whatever just happened over the, 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 the last, you know, last 48 hours. Or improve upon or, it. Yes, or just right the wrongs, right the wrongs of uh, the weekend. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And to me, so it's, it's lost that the game I will play for months on end. It's more about yeah. me just dipping in and out. Now, I don't personally, that means I don't, I'm not going to buy every single iteration because quite often it's like, okay, well, unless there's been like a huge roster update where I'm like, okay, well, I actually have to have that. It's been, it has been really weird in the past where you've changed manager and you've got the old manager doing his thing on the sideline. And that really, really kind of takes me out of it. Yeah. The managers don't change in career mode, which is an update they could definitely do because yeah, I've still got uh, Lampard at Everton. (laughs) Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, Time is uh, running on, but I did want to talk because it is a thing, um, even outside of the, uh, obviously, the esports era and the streaming era. You know, I don't know if you've had this, but I've had actual emails from Brighton and Hove Albion saying, do you want to be in the FIFA team, you know, for the club? Not because I'm good, but because they want me to try out for it. (laughs) Some friends have said, you should try out for that. And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm not that good. Um, You know, you see the ubiquity of the game in and around the real sport mm. with videos of players looking at their own cards and things oh, like funny. this. And that's, and that's continued with the AFC. That's not a FIFA thing. That's an EA football game thing. Um, they've managed to, I think they've successfully done the rebrand so that even if everyone does still call it FIFA, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I've heard a lot of talk about EAFC. It's known that what it is, but I think possibly one of the most kind of ongoing pervasive conversations you see around FIFA are the accusations of quote scripting or dynamic dynamic difficulty adjustment now the irony is of course that DDA or or ranking has been around in video games since the 80s uh, we we talked about it on our nemesis show we talked about it on our resident evil 4 show games adjusting to your 
skill as you play yeah. can actually make for a really beautiful, balanced experience. Yeah, but it's usually but a positive, isn't it, when we're just talking Usually about a positive, but there are, you can see the arguments against yeah. it in what is supposed to be a, a sports game. Now, I think there are reasons to have momentum and things in a sports game, and I think that, you know, Pro Evo had this. Basically, the, the better you're doing, the more confident you are, and this is just like the real game. You see it in real life. But obviously there's been like, oh, you know, my 99 shooting striker just missed from six yards. It's like, well, did you watch yeah. Erling Haaland the other week? <laughs> yeah. He does that quite a lot, yeah. even though he's he's insane. Never good. happens to Darwin um, Nunes, by the way, but yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but so there was even a lawsuit raised against EA. And obviously when, when the scripting accusations come in, when there's actual real money at stake mm. and it's not just the career mode that's a kind of different thing but they did fend off a lawsuit about it they've said that we do have a patent for dynamic difficulty adjustment but it has never been employed within our sports games so um i don't know people you still see all these videos all the time the truth about scripting and like i'm you know this happened to me and it's scripting for me i think it's having spoken to the developers in the past i think there is obviously there is dyna dynamism as regards to what's going on in the game because the different players all have their different stats and their strengths and weaknesses then you factor in kind of bugs then you factor in the crazy nature of football yeah and all this stuff was leveled against football manager for years yeah. like i had 98 possession and 24 shots and i lost one yeah. like we've all been to that <laughs> game like it happens to brighton all the time um so yeah, I think that uh, it's it's kind of it's tedious, but also you can understand where it comes from. I, but it's it's got to that point, I guess. You've paid all that money to get a whole roster of players at ninety nine, yeah, which is really weird because then all you're thinking is that everything I do will be perfect, so I can win this game without right. any effort. It's it's odd yeah. because that's not what I enjoy about playing. Yeah, um, and if it, like if you want that that feeling, just put the difficulty down yeah. as amateur and you can win 12 nil like it it's not that that doesn't actually bring any enjoyment for me it's about having those moments of push and pull some of my favorite moments have been playing uh, carl and me used to play fifa religiously um you know once a week we'd have a, a fifa night and quite often you'd have somebody just dominate the entire game and you yeah. get that one nil victory and it used to happen all the time and you hear, well. hear yeah. the other person just go quiet the other end it's yeah, why football is the most exactly, popular sport yeah. in the world because it's high high stakes low scoring game with insane amounts of luck in but it, i suppose once you've gone down to that pay to win almost like and you don't have that outcome mm. it must become well i've just spent a thousand pounds a really good point and yeah yeah you know, i want the yeah. guarantee i don't want like variability yeah. and i think that's probably where the issues come Michael Williams from our Patreon says, I got a copy of FIFA 64 with my very second hand N64. And given it came alongside Mario 64 and Goldeneye, didn't get an enormous amount of playtime. I do remember clearly, though, that N64 magazine described it as about as much fun as learning your parents have died in a car crash. <laughs> I guess that kind of thing was pretty mild in the late 90s. I feel like the games very slowly increased in quality throughout the uh, through the early 2000s and FIFA took over Pez as the go-to multiplayer game with non-gaming but football-loving friends around 2007-ish. I think this was largely a consequence of a decrease in the quality of Pez more than any great innovation on the part of EA. I do own a fairly recent copy, but I genuinely couldn't tell you which year it's from. 
The FIFA games hold a fairly unique position in my gaming life. I've spent probably hundreds of genuinely joy-filled hours playing FIFA with friends, but I still don't consider a single entry in the series to be particularly great. A solid 6 out of 10 at best. But I love football, and the games allow enough room for drama to unfold and stories to emerge naturally that laughs and arguments and banter are almost inevitable. The games must deserve a little bit of credit for that, at least. And Truck Kurt from the forum says, Despite playing some random football games beforehand, such as Actua Soccer 2 and FA Premier League Stars on PC and PS1 Mm -hmm. respectively, the first FIFA I actually owned was FIFA 2003 on PS2. Money was tight back then, so I was a year behind. I picked up 2003 pre-owned. I remember it being a decent starting point and feeling like a step up from the previously mentioned games, so I had plenty of fun with it. I then came across the Football Manager games and it kind of ruined FIFA for me. Sure, I didn't get to actually play football in FM, but it provided me with much more realistic and satisfying football experiences, which more closely mirrored the emotions I feel with football in real life. All of a sudden, I started to notice more cracks in the FIFA gameplay, which began to become easily exploited and began to more resemble a game of basketball with its end-to-end action rather than football. Tactical formation changes didn't really seem to have any impact on the game, and so I slowly lost love with FIFA and now haven't bought one since the earlier ones on PS4. Yeah, we covered the Football Manager series, formerly Championship Manager, back in Kane and Rince podcast issue 103. Um, I think maybe, yeah, I think I'm I'm not sure I agree with everything Truck Kurt no. says there. I think there's uh, there is more depth to it than than perhaps you found, um, which you can discover by. Yeah. I mean, if you're not enjoying it enough to then don't, obviously. But um, getting into the difficulty settings and the aforementioned slider settings and so on. And um, there is some depth, football kind of depth to it. Yeah, I agree. Brief mention for yeah many spin-offs. Um, eventually, the uh, FIFA took the uh, UEFA Champions League license away from Konami, but back in 06-07, they briefly had it uh, and released a standalone Champions League game. There was that aforementioned FA Premier League Stars, which I could have sworn ran to two or three versions, but it was a, a one-off yeah. in 1999. I only remember the one. Yeah, and it, I, I spent a lot of time on that for some bizarre reason. And big when it was... Um, it was kind of a half step between FIFAs and was like yeah. one of those things that was not as good, but also felt different. Uh, I've got very fond memories of that. There was, we mentioned the FIFA Street series. There was a trilogy and then a reboot and then it went away again, possibly forever. Uh, FIFA Manager series, which is essentially, I mean, it, it, it did go alongside. It shared branding, didn't share any development um, staff, I don't think became the total club manager at one stage. I guess they lost the license. Did they then get it back? I can't remember. Did you know it ran till 2014? Um, yeah, I played a few of these. Um, they were not football manager was the issue. That was my problem. <laughs> yeah, I had, a mate, I had a mate who swore by the FIFA manager series mm. and was constantly trying to pull me away from football. Well, <laughs> champ and then football manager as it yeah. turned into. And I just, no, I just wasn't having it. Although the one thing I would say is if you if you look at and there was a one it was one of the YouTube videos that we looked at if you look at the gameplay of what actually watching a game in FIFA Manager 2013 and 14 and mm. compare it to what the match engine in Football Manager 23 or even 24 yeah. looks like yeah. It, yeah. it's better yeah you know, agreed it is better yes. uh, there was a DS game 
by the same team called Football Academy, or a relative of the same team, which didn't have the FIFA license, but was to all intents and purposes a, a spin-off. Uh, there were some rebrands in other territories, such as uh, Zico Soccer and J-League winning goal on uh, things like the Super Famicom and the Saturn. Uh, FIFA Superstars, FIFA Mobile, yeah. FIFA World, FIFA Online, FIFA E World Cup and FIFA E Nation Series are all mysteries to me. But um, I guess they had their time. Can I just shout out the greatest 3DO game of all time, FIFA International Soccer? Oh, okay. It was... I haven't met... What was... It, yeah. it was wonderful. How many football games were there on the uh, Probably one. <laughs> uh, but it was it was absolutely brilliant. I don't think it was it was uh, developed. It was definitely an EA Sports game. But I think was it was it nine. What version was it based on? Was uh, it the first ninety six? Right. Yeah. That's. But right. it was graphically superior to the to the PlayStation mm. game, and mm. it, I, yeah, I just I spent. I mean, I was I was a proud owner of, of a 3DO, and I was I was trying <laughs> to justify why I have one. Uh, and really, the only two ways I could do that was to either put on FIFA or put on Road Rash. Uh, but mm. FIFA was, I <laughs> yeah. thought, it was brilliant. I had so much. We, Me and a mate used to play it in co-op. And the graphics, you know, at the time were yeah. were just head and shoulders. Did it have the sponginess and the lack of responsiveness? Yeah, all the usual rubbish, you know, that, those early FIFAs. Right. You know, <laughs> I actually went back to it. I've got a 3DO and I got it out and I had a go at it. I've, I've got actually got, got the CD. Um, David Platt mm. on the cover, and um, yep, yeah, it plays really, really badly, and it looks terrible. Oh. I mean, arguably, it's oh. aged even worse than the PlayStation games. But back at the time, I mean, it was almost a reason to own a 3DO. It was really, really good. Busker Lily from the forum says, "I've always had a weird relationship with FIFA and football in general. I liked it all well enough as a young kid, but then as I grew older, I resented football for dragging the local kids away from wanting to play." make-believe and action mans to just endlessly playing football through my teens i acted all snobbish about football i'm sure i called it something obnoxious like sports ball <laughs> then i started to let it back into my life as i finished school and friday and saturday nights became a constant stream of getting pissed at someone's flat either watching sport or playing a game at my place it would be mario kart or WarioWare or whatever was new and interesting at other people's flats it would be fifa fifa or a bit more mm -hmm. fifa that said, it was pretty fun. Strict drinking rules were always in play, and when I was teamed up with a friend who insisted on picking Arsenal despite my protestations, we both drank a full can for each of my six or seven own Blimey. goals. <laughs> I've left my hometown and that FIFA playing crowd behind, but I still picked up FIFA 18 for my Switch and still pop it in now and then just to win a few games against the CPU as Spurs or as England. When my Switch is finally retired, I'll probably buy the first one or whatever my next main console for whatever my next main console is. It might not be called FIFA anymore, but I'm sure that will be what we all call it. Yeah, very briefly. Um, now, EA Sports, I think, um, possibly wisely, shook off and got rid of the license and continued to make EA Sports FC 24, which, uh, which as we know, is basically FIFA 24. Uh, our FIFA, I believe, expressed some sort of suggestion of a plan of making their own football game. Yeah. Do you think they've got any clue as to <laughs> what that entails? And has it got any chance of being any good whatsoever? No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think... Um, 
I mean, surely they won't. They won't. Ha- I mean, what are they talking about? What hiring a studio or bringing a, bringing in their own studio? Making a studio, I think. What? Yeah. I think Bill. I think I think that's been suggested. I mean, why aren't they yeah. on the phone to Konami? Well, saying yes. we'll give I mean, you a that would make sense. A big a big fat load of money. No, but I mean, you look at what Konami's done with Pro Evo. It's it's now what it's a free to play. It's a sad online game, yes. uh, and it's yes. it's not terrible, but it's also a far far cry from what it was. Yeah. I think you know when you it look is. at where you know how FIFA has ended up dominating is it's so much of it was to do with the licensing stuff. It'd be fascinating to see whether ditching FIFA will have any detrimental. But wasn't it they wanted five hundred million for like three year, four years of licensing or something like it was a yeah. significant amount. So obviously. FIFA themselves have lost out a lot here, and it's it's almost like they tried to call their bluff, and mm, yeah, EA have gone their own way. You don't just produce a football game. It's you know, for for as much as I think we can criticize FIFA for what it's maybe become, it does feel somewhat more like a cash grab nowadays. But like it's thirty plus years of development, you know, incremental development over and over. You you don't yeah. by the yeah, same you studio don't just produce a game of you know any sports game i mean people just think oh sports games no. there there is a reason why there's a few masters at at these particular things and the fact that konami really struggled to even end up putting up a fight against a behemoth that was mm. ea i just i can't see what, what how do yeah. fifa just going to pick somebody out and go well make me another fifa that doesn't work like that um no and by the end of pez when it was e-football or whatever um the team there were doing i think they were you know they were they were trying to they were trying to do a good job and i think they genuinely were passionate about it and and they made some decent games i there was one year i played way yeah. more yeah esports than than fifa but um it wasn't the same team that was making them in japan in kyoto in the in the two, in 90s and 2000s led by sebas takatsuka mm. it was a totally different thing run by modern konami so there is no like there is no, no. pets basically no. the the it's 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 bare it's triggers broom you know it's just not that it's, it's not that game anymore um and i i understand from people who have played the the free to play game as a service version that it's just a pale shadow in terms of gameplay of of what it once was i mean um sensible software recently released sociable soccer on steam yeah. um, <laughs> so they they could i i imagine that john Hare would be quite keen for um fifa to turn up with a uh, but it, check for a, it, and it's not just the, if you if you take any of these major sports games, it's not just FIFA that's this fun. It's if you look at yeah, two K with the their their NBA series, like yeah. they dominate mm. that. EA tried to actually go up against them and ended up pulling it, pulling out because they just they couldn't make the same product that people wanted there. And that's EA of all people not being able to compete. Then you've got you know NHLs that's just really just down to EA doing that now, isn't it? Then you've um yeah any of these other series it, it's like you find it, it now it's just gone down to like one company mm. yeah it's not it's, healthy. yeah it's a mess uh, i mean it, it's it's the na- nature of the the way the industry's gone but so much of it is licensing though. i think so much of it is just how much money somebody has to pay for those licenses and people are drawn to it it's it's hard it's, i mean it's a bra- personally i think it's a brave move for um ea to to ditch the fifa license and we'll see whether it plays pays off but i'm pretty sure it hasn't made it but if, they, I, I, well, if yeah, it's going to be a I case agree. of 
you play a football game or you don't play a football game, people are just going to soon, soon realise, OK, EA Sports Club, this is where it is. Because if FIFA don't come out with their own version, or if they say say they exactly. do come out their own version and you play it and go, oh, my God, what is this? Like, you're, you're soon going to mm. know, oh, that wasn't that. This, this is this. So. And I think it just transcends playing a football game at this point as well. I think it has become, you know, almost a... I don't know, like an annual... It's part of the football culture fabric. But I think it even goes beyond that because, I mean, my, my son's got friends who aren't interested in football a jot, but they all play FIFA, you know, and, and right. everything they know about football is all through mm. who they pack mm. in Ultimate Team. Yeah, so mm. I think at this point, you know, the whole the whole Ultimate Team side of FIFA has transcended, you know, even mm. even football. Um I don't think they're going to have a problem without the FIFA well, license. What it, so what it used to be. So if you imagine now what would happen if if they didn't get the FIFA license, then they would have had buddy like would have been what is it Ryan Greggs back in the day. You know, it's just yeah, like, but obviously that's not. But the now, case. but now all that stuff is separated across. Like yeah. different organizations have the name of player rights. Different organizations have the yeah. player likeness rights. Different organizations have the actual. Or individual clubs now have the individual rights of their own, so it's like EA can do it as a compartmentalized of all these different yeah. things, rather than just saying, "Well, if you don't own FIFA, then you don't have access to this stuff." It's just, yeah. it, the industry is not like Chris. That. I haven't actually played EAFC. Has it got basically the exact same licensing setup yeah. as yeah. the previous FIFA game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think yeah. that that so would... they didn't need the FIFA no. license. No, and I think that would be. I think Tony, that would be a huge difference. I think if they lost. If they lost even, I think, a small percentage of the licensing, you know, if they yeah. couldn't have Manchester City or they couldn't have Real Madrid, that I think that would make a huge difference to the amount of people who engage with it. But all of the licenses are are all as per FIFA 23, as far as I can see. Mm. That was already happening across, because Pez uh, had Barcelona and stuff, yeah, and then Juventus, yeah. there, there were some, yeah, there were some, exclusives mm. per club weren't there that had negotiated their own deals yeah um and obviously it's not ideal it's, i mean on on pc you can patch it and mod it and whatever else but on console you're stuck with the the fakery um and yeah it's kind of throwback to the the the, the funny old days of um yeah trad brick stadium but, but they've got <laughs> all this money that they're no longer paying fifa to throw at the various licenses well, exactly. for all of the yeah. likenesses and whatnot so and they want to be in the game yeah, that everyone sure. plays and talks about yeah. so yeah it's uh it's a no-brainer really chris hunter our final correspondent from our patreon says for me trying to choose a specific memory or highlight a particular entry from the four decades spanning series of FIFA games is nigh on impossible. Instead, I'll share my most potently nostalgic touch point with the series as a whole. It's the story of my dad and my uncle, whose weekly FIFA sessions adhered, adhered to with almost religious zeal have become legendary in our family. Memories of the exact year this tradition were born was born are hazy, but it was some point during the mid-90s, most likely with FIFA 96. For at least a quarter of a century since, right up to the present day, the ritual has been maintained. Once a week, currently Saturdays, although Sunday has also seen its share of action in the past, my uncle will gather his console controller and some tinnies before making the short <laughs> journey to my dad's place. Then, an evening of one versus one matches, my dad always Arsenal, my uncle always <laughs> Liverpool commences, sometimes continuing into the early hours. The intensity and competitive spirit is unquestionably high, skill levels debatably so, 
Hopefully they don't turn out to be secret cane and rinse listeners. <laughs> Very few events are permitted to knock this weekly ceremony from the calendar. Illness and family holidays, perhaps, but the advent of online FIFA meant that even these aren't the insurmountable obstacles they once were. And good job that option existed during lockdown. They don't just buy consoles and happen to play FIFA on them. They buy consoles specifically for the purpose of playing FIFA on them. My dad owned a PS4 for the entirety of its life cycle and only dabbled in one or two other games. To some, this will be bafflingly close-minded, and I'd hate the idea of myself of missing out on so many other rich gaming experiences. But I also think there's something to be admired in knowing what you like and mining that for all it's worth. Perhaps you might even say using it as a cornerstone for maintaining a strong sibling relationship. My dad turned 60 in September, my uncle a couple of years behind, and there's no sign of the ritual coming to an end anytime soon. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that's been as much FIFA as we can do in like two and a half hours or less if you're listening to the free version, extended version on Patreon. Uh, we're probably going to need a pretty rapid wrap up, starting with Tony. So FIFA's an odd series for me because when I think about my favourite football games that I've ever played, weirdly I can pick out like International Superstar Soccer 64 or playing like South Norwood on a PES game, which was Crystal Palace. Um, yeah. <laughs> on PES 6 and certain, you know, it's really weird. Like, one of my favourite football games aren't FIFA. Yet, FIFA has been a mainstay in my football-loving gameplay for many, many years. And the arrival of kind of the 360 Xbox One, I think, is when I really transitioned into FIFA and really enjoyed it. Some of it was achievement chasing because it meant going out of, you know, playing slightly different ways to achieve different things. Um, and I've always enjoyed playing online. Um, certainly have some great old old uh, games with Carl in, in, in the past. So, yeah, it is a mainstay and I can't see it going any, anywhere. And, you know, I, this is really making me want to, to try. I haven't, I haven't checked out EA Sports Club yet, but I, I maybe will. Um, yeah, so for me, FIFA is... Yeah, it's stood the test of time and it's got some issues for sure. But also it is, you know, it's this fabric of gaming now. It's it's quite incredible. Thank you, Chris. So over the years, I've only spent more time playing one uh, game series other than FIFA and that's Football Manager. I reckon mm. I'm probably upwards of, I don't even want to know. It's a, a lot of time playing the FIFA games. I've got huge affection for the early versions post post 16 bit. So everything from, from for those first five or six years, so many memories tied with friends and um and couch multiplayer. So many amazing moments created by, you know, what was then a, a mind blowingly advanced football game. Somewhere along the way, Pro Evolution had something to do with this. It it lost me. And although I have had some good times playing the games, what I would consider the modern FIFA games, starting with FIFA 10, although that, that's now getting on for being a classic and vintage in its own right. Um, hmm. I, it, it, it's never really pulled me back. And I think that's got something to do with the fact that it's probably more iterative now than it was. It's definitely got something to do with the focus on ultimate team 
Although I've enjoyed the couple of uh, the couple of times I've really dabbed into that, I have enjoyed it. It just lost me somewhere along the way. But having said that, you know, as we said right at the start, I think FIFA twenty three to just to stick with the FIFA series plays the best game of football that's ever been coded. Uh, I think EAFC just does it that little bit better. I think they've always been getting a little bit better every year. And if you get a mate, get a couple of beers or a couple of coffees or whatever you, whatever your poison is, get a couple of mates round, stick FIFA on, don't skip the replays, let them chase you around the room, trying to press that button to skip it, you'll laugh <laughs> your head off. And if you have any interest in football, it still plays an amazing game particularly in multiplayer. And that's the way I would suggest people play it these days. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I can go with Tony in that actually my real affection, if I was singling out individual football titles, um, maybe, yeah, whichever FIFA it was that like really nailed it in the 360 era might just about kind of nuzzle in there, but it would be winning 11-7 international or Pro, Pro Evo 6 and, Sensi and Emlyn and yeah, all the ones that uh, generally the ones that are associated with uh, the fondest memories. Um, but that said, I'm still playing FIFA. It's the only one I'm still playing, partly due to circumstance, but also <laughs> I really look forward to it. Like every weekend I play, it, particularly if it's a football weekend, particularly if I'm not going to a match, it's absolutely guaranteed to be on. I'm guaranteed to play it for several hours. Many Saturdays every year I'll play it for basically from when I get up uh, to when the football finishes, whenever that is, like 6pm or whatever. And um, this will be solo career mode these days. Don't play much online. Don't play Ultimate Team. Don't even play co-op with my friend anymore. I have a lot, we, we had a lot of seasons, me and my friend Dan, playing um, on the same side in a career mode, which was also a lot of fun. I've got loads of goals saved on my mm-hmm. Xbox for when it used to auto-save mm-hmm. videos of goals. I've got some absolute bangers that are just just on the yeah in the in the archive there for all time. Mm. I kind of I'm kind of sad it stopped doing that. I know I can press a button, but I never think about it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I can't stress enough that if you have been disappointed with the FIFA, you can kind of bend it to your will to an extent with the with the gameplay customization sliders. They are very much what they sound like in that um, if there's an aspect of FIFA that you find annoying or unrealistic or too realistic, you can tweak it and make it into a, into a different experience altogether. Uh, Every year I do a career. um, It's obviously it's changed a lot as a Brighton fan in recent times, because we've gone from being a, uh, a middling to lower tier ranked side to a a decent premier league outfit. Currently that will change again at some point and I'll be back to, playing with players of like 65 instead of 80 and stuff like that. But uh, um, I normally play a few seasons and I play it up until I play it on the, either the second or the highest difficulty level. Actually, I've found the last few years, the highest difficulty level has been too hard for me. So I've been on the second highest one and play until basically until I like win the treble or win the Champions League or something like that. And then on to the next one. So currently I'm still playing the final ever FIFA uh, which is uh, don't even need to put the disc anymore because it's part of EA Game Pass thingy me Bob for now at least. Um, and once I've once I've wrapped that up, I will then move on to uh, to EA FC. Um, by which time, hopefully, it'll be a bit cheaper. So yeah, it's weird. Um, 
I, I play it for hundreds of hours a year and I never get bored of it. I pretty much always enjoy it, except when things go against me. And uh, and yet, it's still not my favourite game, football game of all time. But um, but yeah, it's the only gig in town. It's the only show in town. Mm. It's a pretty good show. Whew, right, that was a lot of games in one show. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. Thank you, uh, Chris, Tony, Editor Jay, who doesn't even like football. <laughs> he's got a clue what we've been saying for the last two and a half hours, and yet he's got to edit it. Thank you to all of our correspondents and thanks to you for listening, unless you hate football. No, in fact, if you do hate football and you're Why? still listening, even better. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Next time in issue 596, point and click Southern Gothic style in Norco. I get no-